No, I, I just I just like the idea of being like, no, they make me talk like this. Uh, please, please help. Uh, I don't like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it, uh, I didn't move to New York until after Mike Bloomberg had stopped being mayor. But I have to say his presidential run really just gave me just like that tiniest, tiniest little like, you know, when you you like um, taste a, a, a gallon of milk or something and it's like gone bad. And like you have to like bleh, you have to get rid of it real fast, but that, mm-hmm. that taste kind of lingers in your mouth for like a minute or, or five or whatever. That is what Mike Bloomberg's um, the foray into the presidential race was for me. It was just this like, oh my god, you guys dealt with this for twelve years. Yeah, everybody yeah. got to see what what a what it was. shitty human being he was on a national stage. Well, not on, not only that, but um, like you could take all of his politics, mm-hmm. put him to the side, just his physical demeanor his manner is so uh revolting like the way he talks about stuff like i finally i i, I found out how to do bloomberg voice it's like just very nasally like well if you want to do this and like it's, yeah. it's nerdy it's like hello wow. i'm michael bloomberg and what you're gonna do it's like it's not jewish though completely it's like not completely it's halfway there so it's more new yorker it's more sure. it's got more duck yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like I don't. Well, know. as the mayor of New York, what I decided was that it's like it's ugh, it's just it, it is disgusting. It's he disgusting. he also tried to give himself uh, the uh, some moral authority uh, by uh, taking the subway every day to work. Did he actually? So know? that was the one thing that he said that he did, which was just kind of like, nah, I'm I'm uh, gonna spend a little bit of time with the peasants. Yeah, <laughs> underground. It's like, dude, it's like, dude, I'm not impressed that Warren Buffett wears New Balances, and I'm not impressed that you take the subway. Like, <laughs> it almost makes you more of a sociopath. Like, what about you? That oh, it, the sickness that to accumulate so much wealth and power, and then not even to spend it on anything that lavish to make your life but better. It's, but it's also like one of these things where I think it is falling into the cool boss dilemma. It is the cool boss. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh no, it's mandatory fun with Michael Bloomberg. He's gonna <laughs> yeah, be on the yeah. subway with us with today. Yeah, just <laughs> you like, know? just do your job and give us a, like make things better for us. But don't like yeah. why, don't why is me. anyone else complaining about the the commute? I take the subway every day. <laughs> His God, that was a you cool had one. Was, you yeah. had it. You have the lilt. You have the lilt. That I would need to hear. Why it. does it? It needs to be wet. It needs yeah. to be a little more. Dan, Michael uh, Bloomberg. I, yeah, it needs to it, more duck, Danny. I'm telling you, it's got to be like, and you got to. Well, when I I told that bitch to go to go eat my. Well, we don't really need to talk about that because she signed an NDA, and so I'm actually charitable that I'm disclosing this much for actually. He's like transparency. Like Woody Allen was his bully. let's see oh wait 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 here's like this is from last year i just need to get a like i I just need to get like okay i need to get like a a, like a context for his once you hear it once you hear it it's that much more power it's it's that's more 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 strong you know what i mean Mm. Um, well before you get started with that we we have to talk a little bit about maybe the benefits of coronavirus because well (laughs) you see if if i was mayor now yes we would shut down the schools but not before implementing online classes and there'd be a great way to cut down on the staff at schools if we just had (sighs) one teacher for third grade throughout the entire district Teaching online classes to all of the students <laughs> at the same time. Oh, he has like his face. What? Look. Okay. Twelve years. Cut the murder rate in half. Cut the number of young 
incarcerated is the way Michael Bloomberg. You sound you, you, like you sound a little bit like um one of those like there's like that one famous actor from the fifties who like the creepiest dude. I can't, I really wish I had. Oh, you mean Peter Lorre? Yeah, like, Peter Lorre. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you sound boss. like Peter Lorre. Yes, dude. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. Peter Laurie's yeah, he's a real freak. He also died pretty. He like no uh, big surprise. He died young. I am to be a half mad scientist. I, a poor peasant, have conquered science. Why can't I conquer love? <laughs> <laughs> Loved him in uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah, him and, and also in M. Fritz Lang's M. He played yeah, yeah. a serial killer. Oh, boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's. That, well, you know, what we did is we fixed the subway. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ban big gulps. We're going to ban. Him and Humphrey Bar- Bogart died quick. Like Peter oh, Lorre. I don't, or she's, yeah, well, him and Humphrey, Peter Lorre and Humphrey, like, they didn't make it past, like, the 1960s, I don't think. Like, mm. they died right quick from lung cancer, <laughs> you know? So sad. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of dying real quick, coronavirus. Oh, yeah. uh, I, um, okay, so I guess, like, this is, um... This is a white collar crime show, and we've talked about in a previous episode about like these like scam coronavirus companies. But I mean, just to go over why the economy is tanking right now, it's not doing good, folks. I mean, we look, I mean, this is being recorded, we don't know what's going to happen when this comes out. Some of the biggest drops since 2008, some of the biggest drops since 2008, and it, it, it kind of makes sense. There's a lot of ties to the last recession which is just like when a certain sector of the economy starts faltering and everyone relies on it and everyone because everyone assumes that it's not going to go bad then um that's it is interconnected and everyone's going to suffer from that yeah what what you know we talked about this a little bit when we talked about the big short where it's like we don't realize how how much we rely on certain as aspects of things that people just take for granted when it comes to the economy yeah like uh and the whole thing with that was just uh mortgage-backed securities and housing markets and um (laughs) is the weakest link now the airbnb market in italy tanking (laughs) (laughs) actually well yeah that's what it is it's It's really funny because now instead of it just being uh you know uh cdos and um uh, collateral collateralized debt in relation to home home prices and and like loans and what have you. It's I think it's just debt. It's it's just like debt debt. There's, yeah, <laughs> like so, all debt. <laughs> so I mean, like this is something that people have been worried about for a while. There's just like huge amounts of debt all over the economy. Like we have personal debt that everyone has from credit cards, student loans, and medical bills. Yeah. There's huge um, corporate debt from most, a lot of it's from the trade war. Um, and then, and because like healthcare costs are very expensive for corporations to pay mm-hmm. um, and whatever, what have you. And then there's government debt from the tax cuts. There just hasn't been, we haven't made up that revenue yet from those, from that 2017 tax cut. So there's just huge amounts of debt. And that's why everyone like a year ago, I don't know, was like, there's going to be another recession. And like Liz Warren wrote a medium post about it. And there was like this whole thing. Everyone was like, there's going to be another recession. And for like, I remember like sometime last August, everyone was like, yep, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then like Trump called it fake news. And then it didn't happen because that's literally how fragile the economy is. It is based off of like the egos of like 
a few rich people being like I'm assured, like assured by like Papa Bear Trump, you know. So yeah. whoever the alpha chimp is, being like it's fine, you know, it, it, like, it's it, fine. yeah. We're like it's like medieval, uh, like it's like Braveheart, like mm-hmm. war war is fought on a Braveheart scale where you just have whoever is like the guy that paints his face bluest and <laughs> is the biggest cheerleader and gives the most inspiring speech that that side wins yeah yeah so like you know when it comes to a lot of this stuff in the market it's it's all flim flam yeah but now but right now we're running up against an immovable force which is a, a pandemic rona <laughs> so now there's an actual actually causing problems you can't you can't <laughs> reason with it you can't talk to it uh-uh. you can't lie to it it's, yeah, it won't, it's beautiful yeah it's not beautiful it won't sign an nda for yeah, you yeah 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 you can't litigate it to death mm-hmm. you can cut its taxes it has really, really high. It wants nothing. It has really high sales tax. Yeah, it, yeah. it suffers from the highest sales tax. Yeah, um, which is theft. Uh, but like, I think that it. Uh, it, I mean, like, what the whole thing is—they want to cut taxes because they want people to engage in commerce more, to in order to encourage people to take advantage of, basically, the biggest thing, which is incredibly like plunging oil stocks. Like mm-hmm. people are just stu- like fl- because like flights are being. Uh, halted um and be, like you know like events are being canceled no People one's on cruise ships no one's on cruise ships like this is the um demand just like stoppage or slowdown of the oil industry that's fucking up the oil industry so then all of a sudden oil prices are going way way down to get people to buy more oil mm-hmm. and it's just becoming way 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 less valuable it's like basically a train car where if you stop it's like it has a hundred cars long and if you stop at it it's just like yeah like everything's sort of like and it's like it's like that one sick passenger on the on the subway you know just fucking up everyone's morning commute at fulton street so um that's kind of what and everyone and everyone's part of everyone's investment portfolio is at least partially in oil because sad sad and that's uh (laughs) that's mostly what it is and then that's so that's what's causing everything to be tied to it so the s&p 500 is dipping because of that and everyone's just kind of riding everyone th- this is again like what happens when you allow for an over, like a complete financialization of the economy where everything is all tied together in these like highly interrelated gambling endeavors essentially and there's no real productivity gained from labor it is all from kind of like a trajectory and a gambling thereof yeah. you know um, and so that uh, it's inevitable that this would happen. So you just like it's just like one wrong. It's like one Jenga piece, you know. And that's yeah. uh, that's what this economy has been running on for the, since the financial crisis, basically. Yeah, but and, and is our that. carbon footprint getting minimized? Are we are, it, we are we are we shrinking our carbon actually. footprint? Our, 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 our carbon footprint it, pr- footprint is, and I can tell you, it is based off of those satellite pictures of China basically being like turned off. And then the other thing is, uh, fucking. Google flights right now off the chain cheap. It is so crazy how cheap it is to fly right now. You can fly a no stopping uh round trip flight from New York City to Hawaii for $400. It's the flights right now are so I mean it, it's just a big representation of like the 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 industry at large um and just what's happening with the economy. I I like I looked it up. It costs it, like normally to go from like say New York City to Portland, Oregon directly, no nonstop flight, uh, in spring, early spring, that's a three hundred to three hundred fifty dollar flight, like minimum. 
absolutely. And uh, right now I just checked 217. And uh, that's with no like checking up on beforehand. Uh I just googled New York to Puerto Rico and I it's see It's like 100 bucks, right? I see $78. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. $78. And yeah. there's like is there even coronavirus in Puerto Rico? I don't know. It's look, <laughs> uh, I uh, there's $92. I see another one. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Holy I want to, dude, it is insane. Some of the, the costs that are happening right now. 74, and, 72, 74, 81. I don't know if you've read, uh, the plague by Albert Camus, but in yeah. that story, there's uh the, the whole city gets quarantined and the, the people that have the most fun are like the scoundrels. <laughs> there's a guy who's on the run I like that. I and like he's that. like, hell yeah. Finally, like every, he finally feels normal because everyone else is now paranoid and <laughs> uncertain about their future. Yeah. The and he's rules. always felt that way. So now he's just like, oh, life is great. <laughs> so for anybody who's living uh living tenuously right now and um marginally employed but has a little bit of money for a trip to Puerto Rico. We empathize. Get it in. Yeah. I'm gonna you know, here's the ultimate test. This is the ultimate test. How much does it cost to go from New York City to Japan? Japan's always expensive. Yeah. So let's see how much it costs just to go to Japan right now. Um, see, I want to go to Tokyo, Japan. All right. There yeah. it is. Oh, well, there we go. Okay. Like a, a red-eye flight to Wuhan. Yeah. <laughs> Got them all in check. Um, I, I, I don't know what else there is to even... Th- I mean, oh, there's one more thing that I wanted to say about it, I guess. There's like an old... There's an old uh, phrase, uh, I don't know, phrase that says like, only when the tide is low do you see who's not wearing pants. <laughs> now that my friend is a damn phrase uh, so uh, that's I think, great i think that and this ex- this exact same thing happened in 2008 is that when there is a global downturn you will see more crime will be exposed you will just learn what schemes and what fuckery people are up to because um who like like cover, burnt, who's ass betting who can't cover yeah exactly who can't cover all of a sudden like like Madoff came out in 2008, you know, and it's because he was good at keeping up the Ponzi scheme like his he was giving people returns like right. for 30 or 40 years. This guy was giving people returns. And so it was only finally once the economy didn't work like a man. I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like when there's just a bunch of money going around you just have no idea where it's coming from. You don't know whether it's good or whether it's bad. And you just kind of like suck and fuck and kind of diddle and, and play and do whatever you need to. But then when there's less of it, you just see bad things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's just like not as much. I don't know. I'm David, trying to think about the you, text metaphor. I've got a number in front of me. What do you think it is? Uh, for, how, uh, to go to uh, Osaka? To go to uh, Okinawa? Tokyo. 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 Tokyo one way? Uh no. Um well, you know. Round trip. Round trip. Four hundred dollars. Uh Gabe. Three seventy five. Six thirty seven. But still oh! that is, that is so incredibly cheap. Everybody knows that if you want you can it costs a thousand dollars to get to Japan from the West Coast. So from New York City It's gotta be a fuck time. Big little thing there, you do have to stop in Shanghai first, but you Whoa. know, big epicenter of Corona. But, 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 yeah, that's how much it costs. Apparently, uh, Japan's gonna recover from this pretty good because they actually have a working gum- government or whatever. 
Oh yeah, that's actually, that this is another little Japan fact because we've talked about on the podcast about assets under management before, and yeah. now um, uh, Blackstone, Blackrock, Blackrock. <laughs> that's I was almost there. Uh, and but, yeah, if Black, there is a Blackstone and a, a Blackwater as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Black. Yeah. We've talked about assets under management. How Blackrock has seven trillion in uh, assets yeah. under management. Uh, once we got into the T, we started using the T word. I was like, that's start when you start getting into like, you know, the GDPs of like actual like first world developed countries, countries. developed countries. That is the GDP of Japan. That's right. That's what it is. So that they, is right. They are BlackRock <laughs> is, has a working, it, it would be like if everybody, if BlackRock decided to say, we're going to do ESGs and environmentally friendly investing, it would be if everybody in Japan just went vegan tomorrow <laughs> kind of like that yeah i you mean know, it's like i mean and then what's crazy about blackrock is like to hack into their system and steal their money it's just like one two three four five exclamation point yeah 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 it's yeah, just, exactly. just a security code just fucking eat nothing <laughs> yeah. security just, code is just a bunch of racial slurs all strung together and everyone's like oh no <laughs> oh, i feel i can't eat. i know the password but i can't type I can't, it I can't, oh i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. could steal seven trillion dollars but it's not worth it yeah oh man yeah um i think we were kind of talking about this last night david where as far as like people getting their pants pulled down or Figuring out whose pants are actually down and tied, uh, who's having a dick, uh, having their their we'll dick sucked it. by a fish, you know. Nice. It, 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 yeah, exactly. Um, we'll we'll be seeing we'll be seeing what happens, you know. And I think it'll be very interesting. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, like, there's always like, okay, so what I I like about what we do at the show is like we do like part of the first part of the show is like individuals, and the second part is like how do systems impact individuals. And I think that this this ties into it when there is a calamity like this, you start to see the after effects of, uh, are you okay, man? Are you, are you I, I accidentally, I was like kind of putting my foot on the table and I was like, uh, it's too squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just decided to go against it. Danny, yeah. Danny, what kind of shoes are you wearing right now? Those squeaky shoes. Uh, I'm wearing Adidas boosts. They're very good for delivering. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Ergonomic. Yeah. Great just, arch support. Dude, I hate how, like, the most comfortable shoes, they came out with a shoe that is so efficient that you can't run marathons in it anymore because it's considered cheating. It's like blood doping. Yeah, it's like, for yeah, your feet. it's mechanical, it's mechanical doping, and it is, I'm not exaggerating, like, uglier than a Yeezy. It's like the ugliest. <laughs> mechanical the night, doping the was the original name of Ponzi's Cream. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, there's actually, like, in cycling, there's a, that, that was, there's been controversies of mechanical doping where what they'll do is they'll get electronic bottom brackets which is the little Whoa. spindle that exists in the bottom of the bike that holds the cranks on and there'll be like a little motor in there and they'll be like yeah check this out and they'll show a mechanically dope bike and they'll push a button and it'll just start going like, <laughs> like it'll start like turning around around and it's like this it's like you know an e-bike but super super discreet you know uh i yeah. don't know if i could wear those shoes because i have um i have incredibly flat feet Oh really? Yeah, I buy ugliest sin, dude. It's oh, okay. so bad. I, I'm looking. I'll look it up. Like they're saying how like yeah, we refuse to let. Like there's a, there's a question now where it's like, do ma our marathon runners allowed to ra to use these? Because like it's it, it's too much. Speaking of too much, um, too soon. Uh, Woodbridge Securities was uh fined uh was involved in a 1.2 billion dollar Ponzi scheme run by its CEO Robert Shapiro. Uh, it scammed approximately 8,400 victims of retail investors, many of them elderly. The reason why I bring this up is because 
Um, recently, the SEC and FINRA uh, have suspended and fined a former broker, uh, Imran Razvi, uh, who was tied to this uh, Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. Um, basically, he formed an outside company in 2014 to sell the insurance products, which was actually just a Ponzi scheme. Um, Look at that. It's the ugliest thing that's ever existed. Oh, that's pretty ugly. Uh, that's like... Um, <laughs> it looks like, like a clam, dude. I hate it. Yeah, I was going to say it looks like a, a like a, a sunfish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it is, a, it is yeah. a, a coral reef dweller. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, don't, I don't mind the colors, but the shape is just... Uh, like it, It's too thick and I fu- it's like... That looks it's like... too thick. I hate it. And not the way David is. You know, it's like... <laughs> I don't like it. That's like finding Nemo's like hot girlfriend. Yeah, tell me about this guy who was scheming everything again. I kind of wasn't listening. Am- <laughs> <laughs> I was finding this ugly shoe. So, according to the indictment, um, there's this really ugly shoe. Uh, no, uh, so Shapiro is the CEO of this like basically fake company, right? Okay. So he took about thirty-five million dollars in investor money for his benefit, and uh, spent millions on personal expenses such as. Chartering private planes and buying luxury cars. Cliche. Fucking get do something yeah. cool. I want an eccentric billionaire Ponzi Ponzi schemer. You know, yeah. like why do they? Are they always. It's, it's like it's the same cliche story. It's like when the rock stars today at like trash a hotel room. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, been there, done that. Come on. Yeah, come on. Why don't you do something yeah. original? Yeah. I want to hear about the blood transfusions that you get to keep yourself young. Yeah, yeah, hunt, yeah, yeah. Hunt somebody for sport. God damn. So, <laughs> so he also bought a house and he paid personal income taxes and his ex-wife. So <laughs> the, the, the list is just a really weird. So this, this is from Financial Advisor IQ. This is just a really weirdly written sentence. Spending millions on personal expenses such as blank, 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 and his ex-wife. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> Spending money on... I mean, is, does that mean that he's, like, giving money to his ex-wife? Was he buying his ex-wife? Still was carrying he, like, a torch for the ex-wife. Or, yeah, was he just his ex-wife? Placating, placating his ex-wife? Like, yeah. Was, were they still together? Was this, like, alimony? Is this, like... That's a good, that's a good point. It could just be alimony. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's, like, one of the, uh, uh, like saddest do you got dave foley you know the guy who's in kids in the hall yeah i know him yeah he, not personally not personally that's like one of the reasons he would say it openly on stage so i'm not like revealing it to anybody like uh he like toured doing stand-up because when he divorced his ex-wife he was doing kids in the hall and he was worth millions of dollars so his alimony was like hundreds of thousands of dollars and then once he became less successful his alimony was still hundreds of thousands of dollars what? and now he's a men's rights activist <laughs> <laughs> well, and then he would tour. He he would uh, he went to like comedy clubs and be like, I don't really want to do this, but I gotta pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for my yeah. wife. <laughs> and now he's pissed off. So, and everyone's like, woo! And he's like, no, I'm really not happy. This is no. a joke. <laughs> I, I don't want to be here. But maybe that's what happened with this guy. But who knows? Yeah. Either way, I gotta say the Ponzi schemers. It's like, look, as much as I appreciate the grift. Uh, I wish somebody would be a little bit more innovative. Oh, you know what? I, it, go, go, go a little, it goes a little more. Uh, so also, um, Robert Shapiro, former CEO, pled guilty, um, misappropriating, quote-unquote. I love the word misappropriation. I love the word misappropriation. I'm glad. Um, Mr. Appropriation to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually Mrs. Appropriation. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Appropriation's out right now. Uh, between $25 million and $95 million of investors' money to himself and his family, to pay for... So there's more things. Um, 
the charter plane, Los Angeles real estate, global travel, jewelry, diamonds, vintage wines, and he collected artwork by Pablo Picasso. Okay. Marc Chagall, of course, because he's Jewish. Pierre-Auguste Renoir. Hey, that's a great way to launder money. Yeah, Alberto Giacometti. I don't know who that is. Giacometti. But no, artwork have... is a great way to launder money. Oh, artwork? It is oh, so, it's, it's perfect for it, honestly. Like, Dude, I would love to, like, okay, I was thinking about this. If I was an eccentric billionaire or a person who had, like, come into a lot of money, like, I was doing the math on it. Michael Bloomberg, he's worth about $60 billion-ish. Michael Bloomberg, Bloomberg has so much money that he can afford to buy, at this point, every single Toyota uh, Toyota Camry made in 2016. Like, and, still have, <laughs> and he still have $40 billion. I have a fleet. Yeah, yeah. I have a fleet of Ubers. <laughs> he can do That's the shit I would I have do. a very specific set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets to drive a Toyota this year. <laughs> this year. <laughs> but that's the shit I would start doing. I would start, like, I would artificially price the... Uh, dude, I... I would artificially uh, inflate the price of like Fender Fender jazz basses by buying every single one, <laughs> like in 2019 or 2020. Yeah, it would be cool just to like really do some experimental, like some psycho shit. Just like yeah. I'm buying all paperback books this month. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I buy, I, what will you be buying today, Mr. Bezos? All books. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want like something in New York Times bestseller. Uh, we're we're officially out of Stephen King. Yeah, no more the stand. <laughs> yeah, you're just like just like all of a sudden, just like every single Hudson Yards in a in a, in a airport, just it's like a little blo- it's like a little Bloomberg station, you know? It's like a Bloomberg terminal instead, oh, you know? Uh, dude, yeah, but these people, come on, man, just fine wines, jewelry. It's so or... cliche. It's yeah. so, so what happened to this guy? Yeah, what happened? So he got um. So misappropriation, I think, is very funny, just because it's. Um, stealing, mm-hmm. you know, but there's like they, it's it's a fancy. What I misappropriated fancy? it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Misappropriated my yeah. Toyotas. Give me all your <laughs> misappropriated money. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, so Shapiro, um, arrested in, was arrested in April, faced up to twenty years for wire and mail fraud conspiracy, and an additional five years for tax evasion. Um, so, but he's still looking at a total of twenty five years in prison. I mean, it, what it sounds like, um, Woodbridge. Is a company that it's it's a fraudulent company. I mean, the whole thing, um, the whole thing. I mean, like if you look at the Wikipedia page for it, it is not called a company. It is called a fraud. Like it just just says, this is a fraud. This whole thing was a fraud. Like what I really like about it is just like they were very very clever in their name. Just choose the most generic name possible that's what they all do yeah it's either an acronym or something or, or like a color and then an object black rock yeah red red hawk that sounds too much like rock it's, but a, little, it's a little susie and yeah red one, turtles yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, tur- <laughs> red turtle industries you know uh yeah pick an animal pick a color you got it dude um i mean it like they literally like had documents where they were just like created um, like fake marketing collateral, like to, I don't know, just like get to convince people that this is an actual company. And, but it was just like very out and known that he was just, and that that's illegal as well. Like you can't, so when you create like fake collateral, this is it, it, kind of a thing for me. It's like, who don't you need to have someone certify it? Doesn't yeah. there need to be a stamp of approval that says that this is an actual 
valuable um, instrument or or product that you can pour your money into. Oh, if it's a private fund, no. That's so funny. You don't have to get a. Just don't even have to. You don't even have to have a notary come through. (laughs) You're like, like I mean, there are certain like anti-fraud provisions that you have to abide by. But I mean, like, I don't know everything about like all the private fund laws, but I do know that they're like incredibly lax. Because because if there's no if there's no official who's like sanctioning this or certifying it, it might as well be like Furbies or Pogs. Yeah, yeah. For like grown-ups. Yeah, I got a lot of capital. Uh, really held up in pogs right now. It's not liquid. It's mostly pogs. <laughs> I mean, th- those are gonna those have appreciated for sure. I would say that. Oh really, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like, okay, so the conspiracy ran from July 2012 to December 2017, involving material representations and material I- omissions to investors in the sale of Woodbridge Investments. Said the DOJ, um, Acevedo and Roseman, who were some director, former directors of investments uh, for Woodbridge. Were responsible for hiring and training Woodbridge Salesforce, approving fraudulent marketing materials and sales script. They helped create the impression that Woodbridge was a legitimate operation when in reality it was a Ponzi scheme. So there weren't any actual employees? Or were there? But like, it's just, I mean, like, there are employees in a criminal operation. Like, what's an employee? You know, like, these people were getting paid to do a job, just the job that they were doing was illegal. Yeah, but like they're not. There's no. There's not somebody with a headset being like, "Thank you for calling Woodbridge." Blah 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 blah. Like there could have un- been unknowingly, unknowingly. I would assume that like whoever was like the like the office assistant for Woodbridge, um, group of companies. Yeah. And well, for uh, they probably were not like the SEC's like first target. Yeah. In, yeah, in yeah. this in this enforcement action, but like also, um, if you guys ever talked to Shannon. Our yeah. producer for this show, she's got some good stories about being an office assistant. Office assistants are so frequently um, treated as if they are incredibly dumb and don't know what the hell they're doing. They are very, very frequently the whistleblower. Yeah, yeah. Very frequently the whistleblower. Yeah. Um, and that is just like a real, um, That yeah, that's just... I, they're the real heroes of the story. They are the real heroes yeah, of the, the story. Yeah, the arrogance of CEOs just being like, anybody below me is trash. And yeah. Being like, I can process thought like i like you hired me to do this job ergo like i'm going to hear you talk about the fraud you talk about (laughs) yeah and if you're there for like more than six months and you have a vague idea of what's illegal and what's not yeah so just like okay well this make this is just like i mean what's just kind of amazing about it is they got somewhere between 8400 victims elderly people okay (laughs) and ten thousand victims okay i mean like it is um, just a huge sum of money. $1.2 billion is a Woo! lot for one firm to be involved in. I mean, just like the entire, this is like a mid, this is almost getting to like mid cap private fund that they're operating. What's mid cap? Just like mid size. Yeah. Yeah. Just like of being just like, this is like almost getting close to like a mid size fund. How did I mean, it all fall apart? I think they just got, I, I, I you know, this doesn't say, um, but. It just seems like they got caught. I mean, it's how all Ponzi schemes fall apart because they're designed to fall apart eventually, you know? 
Yeah. It's like a Jenga tower, you know? It keeps getting bigger and bigger until it's like... Does no one who does these things ever conceive of their exit strategy, though? I don't think they do. I mean, I think it's They're like, like let's just to... see how long we can run this thing. Dude, it's like trying to hijack a plane or, you know, hold hostages. It's just... your One of your demands can be, give me a helicopter. <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's only one guy who did. It was D.B. Cooper. Like, <laughs> he, we never saw him again. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I mean, I think it goes back to the, so, the, the whole thing where arrogance. They so just they didn't get away with it. What happened was they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 2017. That's how it ended up ending. I, fi- I finally found the information. It, it does go back to arrogance, of course. And But they, they just, like, eventually just it stopped working, which is crazy that, like, the only way that they got caught is when they stopped being as talented at being bad. Wait, it's crazy. That, your you know Ponzi I mean? scheme can file for bankruptcy. I guess they filed for chapter. So chapter, <laughs> yeah, they filed for chapter eleven bankruptcy. Can you imagine that? Like that's so this misappropriation scheme of like being like a bank robber or whatever. Like I mean, like it, it's just crazy to think about. Like you think about any other kind of thief. Yeah. Filing for bankruptcy. It's it's like, what do you think happens when you file for bankruptcy? There's there has to be an incredible amount of intrusion into your business. Yeah, <laughs> like they're not gonna do incredibly detailed work to be like, why did you file for this? Now this is this is blah blah blah. That's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Um, These people are so fucking dumb. <laughs> so yeah. Uh. So what happened was there's quite a few people associated with Woodbridge Security Wood, Woodbridge Group of Companies. That knew what was going on and were still recommending that they invest because they were getting a cut. And one of them was Imran Razvi, who between April 2017 and December 2017, um, agents of Razvi's outside firm, alleged, uh, s- several of whom were supervised, allegedly referred investors to Woodbridge, receiving commissions for those referrals, with a portion of those commissions going to Razvi, according to the letter of acceptance. It's unclear how much money was at stake. He only got a $5,000 fine and a six-month suspension. Sounds like he was a little bit removed from it. Yeah. Because this is a six-month period of time, and this is from some of his associates. And the name is innocuous enough that it's kind of like, okay, well, maybe they just didn't know. But, like, I don't know, man. You do the research. You do the due diligence on this thing. Like, you can discover it, I feel. Dude, these people, I mean, look, if I know all the terrible things that comedians have done, these guys know what their business associates have done. (laughs) Oh God! Yeah, these people are fucking. It's so it's so unimaginative. Buy all the Camrys, you losers. <laughs> uh, do something cool. So what can what can be done about uh, a crime like this? I mean, you this guy's. I mean, like Shapiro is going to jail. Like the mastermind's going to jail for like twenty five years. Well, what policies could be implemented to change this? I mean, I think that just like kind of going back to the same thing of just like there's just too much reliance on the financial sector. Yeah. And that's pushing people to make these sorts of choices and incentivizing people to make these sorts of choices because there's just like, we don't allow people to live comfortable lives as like normal people. Yeah. And so you just go, you're like an unstable person who's looking for something to make them feel comfortable. So then they go into the financial sector and then they, get like addicted to feeling comfortable and then they like find themselves in this insane situation. I mean, like it's kind of one of those things like white collar crime, like the reasons why people do white collar crime, I think are very different than why you would commit. Like, I don't know what that, what's, what's the 
opposite. It's not blue collar crime. What's the uh, bank robbers? Violent crime or whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Petty, petty crime. Those things like people do it for different reasons. Like you do petty crime because of desperation, right? Desperation is a big part. Or you're a teenager. One of the two. Like those are the only real reason. But like for white collar crime, there is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like what? I think it's it's like this like weird greed filling an emptiness. I think it's like the same reason people gamble, you know. The yeah. Rush. I think rush is part of it, you know. Boredom. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's just like a there's a malaise. All that American beauty shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's you just know, like fu- part of it. It's just like you're just fucking bored. I don't know. There's nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean these people. I mean you got to remember, Gabe. These people, they have a lot of these people are just terrible, terribly unimaginative with like or an uncreative i just think this shit is just the mark of an uncreative mind not to br- paint with too broad of a brush but it's just like i don't know i just think you know i've been able to like be around comics and comedians for the last 10 years and I amuse myself with the dumbest and silliest of things that are all just sort of like machinations of our own <laughs> yeah. brains and shit like this but there might be a like i don't know existential point in your life where just like I guess it's time to steal a billion dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, because like, you know? well, the only way that we can really like feel like our life has meaning is if we like go big on something. Like, yeah, that's yeah. why so many people like if you're from like a small town or if you're from like a suburb, like, and you don't want to like take over your, you know, like go into the same business that your parents went into, and you want to do something crazy. Uh, there's either like stay and become like a big fish in the pond, or like mm-hmm. run away and become an actor. And, like, there's no other way to find meaning for so many people because, like, our system doesn't really provide meaning for you to, like, just be a good community member or for you to just, like, just, like, have a, like, rewarding life committing to, like, a life of, like, civil contribution and, like, just be like, hey, you could get a job, like, making, like, have, like, a reasonable salary as, like, a local, like, civil servant. And there's yeah. just like no, there's no like cultural or economic reward for doing that. So people just like jump to these just like ludicrous and absurd dreams, like having like fancy cars and a and a Pablo Picasso and like jewelry. For some people, and for other people, it's like I'm gonna be an uh, a, an actor. I'm gonna go like I'm gonna be star- in the spotlight. All I'm gonna the be in the time. spotlight all the time, and you go become one of these like California crazy people, you yeah. know. And uh, I don't know. That's, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and if we just still had uh, local video rental stores. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I could be an expert in uh, showing you where the Peckinpah section is. Dude, the-, <laughs> the, be- the death of the small business that is dependent on, like, older technology. I mean, imagine how many people that, dis- that, that dispersed over the... How many people didn't become uh, serial killers uh, didn't become serial killers and mass shooters because they were able to work at the the blockbuster <laughs> like that. It's like because it's a job. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, is, yeah, dude. I thing. do this. It's like or like that, or like an old job where it's like, yeah, I uh, punch in the rivets. <laughs> you know, uh, they're hot rivets, and a riveting gun hasn't been invented yet. So well, and, I and punch like in the rivets, <laughs> and like getting a job at like a chain is so much more like déclassé than getting a job at like a local business. Like if you get a job at a local business, like oh, you have like taste. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like it's like it's kind of insane that this is just that was like how economies ran was just like small businesses, just like mm-hmm. shops, not like 
not like lo- small businesses, you know, we have 50 employees and you exploit them all. It's like, no, no, this is literally just like a shop that sells sweaters. Yeah. And yeah. like, that was just like a thing that everyone, like everyone just, there was just things. Welcome but to the jean shop. We sell jeans. Yeah. You go to the jean <laughs> yeah. shop. And like, but it's like, uh, if you work there now, it is like this, like super just like, oh, you're like, oh, you're like an artist or something. Like, yeah. 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 You know, so, it's so bespoke. Yeah. It's, it's so bespoke. Artisanal. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah general it, stores, man. Dry goods. That's what it used to be. <laughs> Yeah, but so now it's like, and it's like, oh, now you work at Target. Oh, dude, if you worked at a store called Dry Goods now, whew, you make fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're literally uh, the streets of Williamsburg and Bushwick are littered with dry goods. <laughs> yeah, stores. yeah, they are stores that are titled Outpost Provi- yes, Provisions. Yes. For the, yeah, for the, the ru- for the, the rugged uh, white frontiersmen. Yeah, where the the logo is are two arrows making a cross, and then like the the initials on either side of that triangle. I love that. Yeah. So what do we have on the docket? So con t- man. Today we're um we're gonna talk about um one place in particular. Um and that is the, what, uh, the is it that an is exotic the, locale? That is it, it it is. It is the first place. It actually. is the first place. It is yeah. the first place. It's the first place America called home. It is the first place. Um and I, I, I think that we should remember it as as such. It is this place that I like to call Delaware. Imagine being able to be magically whisked away to Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware. <laughs> yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Caribbean has the Cayman Islands, the British Isles have Ireland and the Isle of Jersey, and the United States has... Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. Yeah, Delaware. Yes. Um, so Delaware is the first state, um, and I think it's worth talking about because um, one third of the next president of the United States is from Delaware. That's correct. Um, and this uh, this man, uh, Delaware Joe, mm-hmm. Amtrak Joe. I think I think it's important to talk about what Delaware is, what the Delaware way is. Is Delaware a place or is it a state of mind? Honestly, that's actually it's not a good an, question. That's a, like, I, like, I, like, a, that sounds cliche, but it's not an unfair question to ask. Yeah, yeah. Um, because Delaware has more um, registered corporations in it than citizens. Yeah. Keep okay. in mind, there are a million corporations in Delaware. There are nine hundred thousand people living there. It's also the second small state. But Danny, corporations out. are people. That's right. They are now. You're so right. Delaware. Do they not bleed? Do they, do they not have a heartbeat? Do they not have a conscience? Do they? they do they not y- y- suffer yes. from uh, the same existential questions that we all do? They're like, Gabe, help me! <laughs> you might bring me uh, every uh, every minute I live is agony. <laughs> every moment I live is agony. Yeah. Why am I sentient? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> like a fish, a fish gill monster. Like, Woo. why did you make me make it matter? <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> yeah. So people know I did put my hood up while I did that impression. That was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like a I, I, li- I like this idea of a sentient corporations yeah. uh, hating their makers. I Kill me. Is agony. I'm a sin. <laughs> I'm a sin. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but okay, so I think that there, there is, um, Delaware is, uh, as a lot of people know, it is, if you create a, co- a corporation, a corporation is a legal entity for doing business. Yes. That's all it is. 
Uh, there's and, and they have certain rules behind it. One of the, them is this thing called incorporating, which is in theory the place where you're founded, the Correct. place the place where you begin the legal relationship that is a corporation. You're okay. no longer like an idea. You're like, all right, we're putting boots on the ground. We're now we're gonna start making our boot factory. Yeah, we're incorporated in Rhode Island. We're incorporated in. Ohio. What is the primordial ooze that you've slithered out of? Yeah. Where <laughs> is it? Yes. So, um, basically, this this whole thing is uh, an in American corporate law. Um, co- a corporation, the biggest innovation of there's two big co- innovations of corporate law. One is separating management from ownership. Okay, so that is separating like board of directors and management from the shareholders. Big innovation of corporate law. Two. The second one is limited liability. Okay. Yes. Liability meaning LLC. that you LLC cover that ass. So yeah. basically, it means you are only going to be liable for the corporation for as much as you put in. Yeah. They so, can't. They can't go after your personal wealth. So yeah. So okay? for example, and for people that like, for example, uh, I, I, Danny, have a sole proprietorship. A sole proprietorship is a type of enterprise that is owned and run by one person, and in which there is no legal distinction between the owner and the business entity. Okay. So, uh, you know, if somebody, if I, and let's say I have a sole proprietorship in uh, hammering in nails into a wall, okay? So <laughs> I'm, at my, I'm at my hammering job, and there's a child there, and uh-oh, I've accidentally hammered a nail into a child, okay? That's a big problem for me with my sole proprietorship, because now that child's parents can sue me as a person and take all of my personal wealth. But if I was Danny Hammering Job LLC, mm-hmm. they could only sue for what the LLC is worth, essentially. So Danny the human might be worth $100,000, but correct. Danny the LLC is only worth $100. Uh-huh. So if they're going to sue you and it's a percentage that they get off of that, then, you know, 50% of $100. But if they mm-hmm. can, there, there is, I mean, like, it, it, that's not a, like an infallible thing. It's, if if yeah, they can yeah. prove, if, they, if like, if through a legal mechanism that you can prove that, Danny and Danny LLC are interchangeable yeah. and Danny has been putting money in Danny LLC and taking money out and it's just like literally just an intermediary and there's no actual distinct they can do this thing called piercing the corporate veil Ooh. which sounds very sexual but you have to prove I thought it sounded more metaphysical really yeah oh yeah that's yeah. cool like matrixy kind of a thing sure like yeah. tearing away the veil of Maya yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah this is like piercing the corporate veil will be like what Marion Williamson does at night Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, 13, that's how she has sex. Yeah. It's when you turn 13 and, and you get your friend to get a, a needle and an apple, and then you pierce through the corporate veil to get your, <laughs> to get your first ear piercing. <laughs> that is, is, that, is that what they teach you in corporations law in Oregon? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah, no, that's, yeah. yeah. Um, but Delaware is incredibly, well, I don't want to get ahead of it. So Delaware um, basically is the place for uh for most corporations to become incorporated 67% of all fortune 500 companies are incorporated in Delaware never been to Delaware 1.4 yeah. million legal entities incorporated in Delaware as of 2018 yeah we're t- and we're t- when we talk about fortune 500 we're talking about apple ebay uh What's another one? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Costco, Sam's Dunkin' Club. Donuts. Probably. Probably. I mean, Why uh, not? But uh, uh, whatever you're thinking, you're, I think Nike might. Well, maybe Nike's in Oregon. It's hard to say, but there's a lot. No, no, no. Nike's, Nike's incorporated in Delaware, I'm sure. Okay. Um, this is um, 
Okay, so 82% of U.S.-based initial public offerings in 2018 chose Delaware as their corporate home. Um, there is like 216,005 business entity formations in 2018 alone. There are just, it happens all the time, and they make so much money off of it. There's one thing that says, uh, I read one article that says, 40% of Delaware's state revenue comes from cor- incorporation, yeah. essentially. Um, and so this is a very, very important part. Why Delaware? Is it just because it's the first state and it's symbolic of our corporate love of America? It's not precisely, but it, it was, it is a nice metaphor. So what happened was initially New Jersey, it, it goes back to the, um, rivalry between New York and New Jersey at the turn of the century. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so New Jersey is trying to enact corporate friendly laws to compete with the burgeoning New York City at the end of the 19th century to attract businesses to New York, away from New York. We're talking right around like 1898, 1902 situation. Yeah, like right when, like, you know, people are like talking about building skyscrapers and stuff like that. Really when New York is like really getting into its industrial. Right in the middle of the Industrial Revolution, which I would say was 1860 to about 19... 1900. Yeah, I'd say it's about that's where. Yeah, first one. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sounds yeah, good. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, Delaware. So basically, what um, New Jersey was doing was attracting, creating these corporate laws, basically to make it easier to start a company in New Jersey. Okay. And originally, you had to um, get a get state legislatures to approve your corporation. Okay. So um, and that was that's very cumbersome. Right, because you have to like go through and like even though like probably everyone's gonna sign off on it, you have to get a state legislature to just like approve your thing. They'll probably get like hundreds at a time and just say yes to all of them or whatever. But that's still a thing. So what happened was Delaware in 1899 developed um, a General Incorporation Act. Um, basically, what it would do is it would establish it would say that a corporation um, could just do it on its own, and it allowed for you to form a corporation simply by raising money and filing articles of incorporation with the state's secretary of state. All you do is just get enough money and file, file a piece of paper with the, secret, with the secretary of state of whatever state you oh, want yeah. to incorporate. You, got, you don't need no damn permission. You, you don't need do any it. permission. You just go out and do it. And so Delaware um, was one of the first states to do this, make this statewide. All mm. of a sudden, everybody wants to file in Delaware. Yeah. Because it's like you don't have to go through a special session of state legislature. You just go. Yeah, you're, you know, you're in Atlanta, you want to file your new incorporated articles in Georgia, but damn it, these, these state legislators are too busy wiping off all the peach drippings off of their, their shirts. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, I simply cannot be bothered to try to incorporate your business while my petticoat is so damn sticky right now, <laughs> you know? And so you have problems like that, you know, uh, yeah, people are too busy surfing in California to incorporate your stuff. But it just, it like, sounds like too many palms to grease. Yeah, sounds yeah. like too many babies to kiss. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like too many just, hands to shake. Yeah, you got to knock on doors. You got to get your constituency yeah. to to vote for these things. It sounds all, like there's a democratic process you're talking about that yeah. that might be it's a st- it's a sticky little so process. much work, so much work. Peaches. <laughs> so so Delaware's doing it to try and raise money. What I think is actually very funny about it was that New Jersey originally was trying to do it to get more businesses to move to the other side of the Hudson, to move yeah. to Jersey City and Hoboken, essentially, right? Uh-huh. Um, Delaware tries to do it as well, and what's, I think, from 
what I can tell from what my research I've done is that like they were trying to get businesses to start and operate in Delaware. Instead, <laughs> they, just <laughs> they just started filing a piece of paper and staying in Atlanta because yeah. no one actually wants to live and do business in Delaware. Yeah, it's just like it, <laughs> Delaware immediately becomes the kid who turns 18 first in his senior year of high school. And everybody's just like, hey, man, could you maybe like uh, buy some cigarettes? Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, cool, dude, you want to hang out? Wait, where'd you go? Like, yeah. Like, it immediately turns. It's like, okay, cool. Well, I'll be here when you want me to. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So it's Del- just a race to the bottom. So Delaware is basically uh, becomes like a cigarette buying little adventure. Yeah. And maybe they're taking an extra buck off the top of the pack, but yeah. they're not getting invited to parties. They're Say, not, well, yeah. No. They're no. not like this. They're, they're not like Delaware is not getting businesses actually starting there. They're just this just becomes the cottage industry for it, and then all of a sudden. All other state incorporation laws kind of become moot, and and th- and this develops in other aspects of corporation law. Now, um, everyone starts filing in Delaware, <laughs> yeah. so everyone starts litigating. All corporate yeah. lawsuits start going through Delaware <laughs> state Delaware. court. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Delaware, in addition to being a friendly place for um, all sorts of like uh, incorporation and things like that, and they had cer- certain tax benefits to filing there um, and some of the cheapest corporate tax rates in the country. They also have the most well-developed court system for corporate law. So now it's bleeding into the judiciary. Yeah. The judiciary is the most efficient. It is a judiciary. It's open till midnight. Okay. Yeah. And it is only for the purpose of, um, of handling. There, there is a entire separate branch of Delaware state courts called the Delaware court of chancery. It is specifically for corporate lawsuits. That's insane. Like we we all know fucking feds and like uh you know federal workers. Them shits close at five p.m. sharp. Like to be open till midnight is unheard of. So there they are- have like a drive through. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so so because of that, there's um everyone starts filing in Delaware, right during the Industrial Revolution, it just becomes commonplace. Delaware State Court becomes the de facto corporate law. Like, if you <laughs> go to law... I, I, it, it's insane. If you go yeah. to law school and you take a corporations class and you want to become a lawyer, you do not learn federal corporate law. You learn Delaware law? You learn Delaware law. state <laughs> law. I shit you not. This is an entire system that is founded on one state. Yeah. It is the most important state for capitalism, yes, certainly, like, certainly. And With, the, uh, like, what is wait, the sleeper star of capitalism? Yeah, it is yeah. the sleeper star. Nobody cap- thinks about Delaware. Yeah, Texas thinks he's a big old cool one. Uh, the greatest Delaware. trick the devil ever pulled was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> making people think it it wasn't. Delaware. I think it's the Dennis Rodman of of a quote. Yes, of corporate it's not scoring a lot of points, but it's getting twenty rebounds per game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so how does this tie in? So we have this to life, yeah, yeah. Today, so we oh a couple more things, a couple more fun little facts. Um, Delaware has also attracted major credit card banks because of its relaxed rules regarding interest. Many U.S. states have usury laws limiting the amount of interest a lender can charge. Federal law allows national bank to import these laws from the state in which its principal office is located. Delaware, among others, has relatively relaxed interest laws, so several national banks. Decided to locate their principal office in Delaware. They yeah. have so they they're you they're like 
it, it's a, it is a race to the bottom where in Delaware as these use like by other state definitions usurious interest rates you guys know what usury is that means when you charge people loan shark rates on loans yeah excessive interest rate excessive interest on loans and it's a sin it's like it's a it's a sin in the bible right mm-hmm. and um they in Delaware because it has relaxed usury laws essentially credit cards can form there and charge high interest rates and federal laws allow it where they, you can charge your state wherever you're located the interest rate laws in that state anywhere nationwide so, so does the federal every government payday is, loan place have its office a, a PO box in Delaware I don't know but there is um one Fascinating place. This is the funniest shit. This is the funniest shit this that is, David and I came up so with. So this is the there's this one build brick building in on twelve oh nine North Orange Street in William <laughs> in Williamton, Wilmington, Delaware. The building is actually home to some of the largest companies in the world. Apple, eBay, Walmart, Verizon, American Airlines, and more than three hundred thousand <laughs> other business entities. Register their companies companies here in one building. In one building, this is a two story building. It is it is it? I thought it was a one. Sto- it, I think it it's I it's a it log cabin. Yeah, in the <laughs> suburbs of uh, the one city. It, what is a city in Delaware? It's two stories. Wilmington. It's two stories. It's incredibly inconspicuous. It, it is the most boring looking building. I mean, this building is like it's like the it's like. A post office is post office. Yeah, truly, it, looks, it looks like an old post office for sure. There is, it, it's, it's. There's nothing to this. It, it's like that tan brick from the seventies, dude. The and st- the state, f- just some uh, windows. <laughs> the the tattoo that people from Delaware should have on their bodies if they get one should be like a PO box. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, that would. Uh, I love a. I'd love a tattoo that's just like a mailbox. Like, yeah, yeah. That'd that, be- That'd be cool. And like, this is from my home state, Delaware. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. Hey, incorporate here. Yeah, <laughs> that's our motto. Yeah, it's uh, it it's it's one of those situations where it, it's just it's beyond sort of like what people a lot of people will throw around the the term like late stage capitalism, but this is like actually like a great example of something that's so absurd that it, it, it gets beyond the pale in terms of even lambasting it. It's like 300,000 corporations are based in one building. Like that sounds like a, that sounds like a, a Kafka book, you know, like it, <laughs> it's, shit, it's, it's weird. It is. It is like truly. Um, and like, again, like what's crazy about it is this is not even late capitalist. This has just been capitalist. Yeah. Yeah. This is how it's been operating since this general incorporation law in 1899. I mean, there and and so on top of that, there is there's no sales tax in Delaware. It doesn't have a corporate tax on interest or other investment income that a Delaware holding company earns. Um, if a Delaware, if a holding company, if a holding corporation owns fixed income investments or equity investments, it isn't taxed on its capital gains at, on the state level. There's no personal property tax. Sometimes it's a county level one. There is no value added tax. It does not tax business transactions, and it does not have used inventory or unitary tax there's no inheritance tax in delaware there's no capital shares or stock transfers tax the only thing that they really tax um they have they seem to have a small amount of franchise and llc tax and that that's just skimming off the top baby (laughs) they have a flat fee franchise tax for a hundred dollars and a flat fee llc tax (laughs) of 250 dollars what the (laughs) fuck Oh, uh, that's great! It's an <laughs> a, that's an annual flat fee. Is Amazon there? Yeah, 
And like, so you have to pay. There, there is what's amazing about this is that they get forty percent of their state revenue from just charging this one flat fee, and that's it. Yeah, and that's everything. That's like when Elon Musk was like, "I came out with my goofy ass truck, and if you want, you can give us a hundred a hundred dollar deposit for a spot in line." And then like fifty thousand people were like, "Yes." <laughs> so, um. Why bring up Delaware now? Um, Why bring up Delaware? Why is this relevant, David? Because there is, um, because there's a guy. Joe Biden is exemplifies Delaware more than anyone you can really think of because he think you we think of Delaware as this very like innocuous, plain spoken, weird little semi southern state, right? Like it's kind of southern. It's just kind of just like a weird little like queen. You think of it as kind of just like. Uh, a seafaring Vermont. It doesn't have you know? anything. It, it, the only thing on its license plate is just Delaware, the first state. The first state. That's it. The first state. So, um, but the Delaware, De- Delaware as a state has a very weird politics wherein there's this thing called the Delaware Way. And it is kind of like this kind of like, uh, the you know, that have you heard of this thing called the Washington Compromise? Mm, that sounds familiar. Washington Compromise is kind of like when you get to Washington, it is your wealthy interests and the wealthy interests of your bedfellow from another state getting together to come up with some sort of like, uh, to come up with some sort of compromise that benefits both you and hurts your constituents. Correct. And so like there is, um, how do we both reach across the aisle to really screw over the states? Yeah. The whole state preserves this business model and preserves this, the thing that keeps them going, which is this, this state incorporation at any cost. And these people are, that's why whenever you hear someone say like, Joe Biden is like owned by the credit card industry. He signs this bankruptcy bill that basically makes it impossible to pay off your student loans in 2005 when he was a senator. I mean, like he uh, voted to uh, repeal Glass-Steagall, which again, like separated, with the law itself separated investment and banking income. I mean, this is, um, the whole Delaware way is a, bipartisan attempt to appease corporate uh, like like uh, incorporation so a politician from delaware is the creature of corporations by yes. the nature of delaware's financial regulation it would and, be if yeah. corporations were people like that that's what it is yeah absolutely and, and like it, it is also a small state where there's not actually that many people there like if you think about it like in that building how many actual employees are in that building like where there's three hundred thousand, like I bet even less. Uh, yeah, I'm being. I mean, very like, yeah, generous. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, ta- like, so there's actually just not that many people. They're just getting free money riding in, and so you just have actually people just sitting around, being nice to each other, making sure that the money keeps coming in, and they just have the same business revenue. There's, there's the Delaware way is what happens when you have um, unlimited stop, you know, like unstoppable, just kind of money coming in, and there's. No real reason to do anything about it. There's no real, yeah. there's no competing interests, seemingly. And it's all kind of just like, based on this, like, hey, we're all here. There's only 900,000 of us, and we're all making a fuck ton of money well, by like just Swi- being nice to each other. Switzerland is so nice because it's neutral, and it gets all of the capital from every country going yeah. through conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no, Switzerland, it's so... Is Delaware kind of like a Switzerland in the U.S.? Well, that's the thing, actually, you mentioned about Switzerland. We always perceive Switzerland to be a very neutral company or uh, a country that's not going to fight back. But the funny thing is, is like if you think about states that have uh, forced conscription 
or ones where you have to become of the become part of the army israel south korea switzerland switzerland oh. is actually incredibly incredibly on top of that stuff because even though we perceive them to be neutral they have like it's this is widely known by the way they have secret bunkers in their mountains yeah, that they, that. they can that and will retreat to everybody there knows how to use a gun and is is forced to be part of their army for uh through, through conscription essentially so i don't know if delaware has the same like bellicose uh <laughs> worldview well, but i, I, I was think does, thinking though. more about the idea of their of their financial model of that like, that i think that's it because even though we don't really think about it it's one of those things where like delaware is like no 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 don't 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 look at me don't see what don't look at behind my back where i have i'm carrying a bazooka like <laughs> towards any kind of adversary of mine financially speaking you know i you know switzerland is like a more like in your face kind of like out there thing where the finances and the actual like you know there's an actual military there's military comes to think but delaware is a situation where it's just like no we're like one of the financial like stakeholders in this and we will like and as joe biden has shown time and time again will defend that you know and it's only just kind of now just sort of coming to light like some of the some of the things that have gone on there yeah i I think it's like what's really strange about it is that there's and there's not like a a, there's not a military either but like the things that they do matter Mm -hmm. like it is a friendly place this is the kind of state where everyone like has this like pastoralism about american compromise and coming together in common sense politics and you know there's like um there's this one notorious story when in 1992 uh republican governor mike castle and Democratic Representative Tom Carper ran for each other's posts with little opposition. And it was just called, they called it the, the big swap. Or they just called it mm. the swap. Mm. I mean, like, that sort of stuff. Where it's just like, hey, let's all just get along. But, like, what they don't fully realize is that they are exporting um, a very, very easy way to um, really hurt everyone else. Yeah, it makes they really th- all hurt. Yeah. Like, yeah, they allow for corporations to hurt other people elsewhere. They outsource their the the hurt that they're causing. Yeah, and they're just kind of benefiting from it. And I mean, and there are other there are things to like. Okay, yeah, like founding companies should be, should I mean, like shouldn't be like unnecessarily difficult. But like, there's a lot of things that they do that really hurts people. Yeah, wait, what's the billionaire who ran for president? Why am I forgetting his name? Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer. It comes off as a fairly affable guy when he's on stage and talking and he's like, I'm a billionaire, but I'm also an environmentalist. But part of the way he got his billions is through an investment in fossil fuels. Yeah. And that's what Delaware and is. And private prisons. Yeah. That that's Delaware where it's just like on the face. It's like, Hey man, we're Delaware. We're just this weird little state. We're just chilling, whatever. And then you're like, what about the time you exploited all these people and, and caused like a uh, global warming? No, nah, dude, what are you talking about? Like that, that's, that's the thing. And that's why, uh, Joe Biden is a, a big deal right now. And that's that's what he that's been his politics. He's been a, the senator from Delaware since 1972. He was Obama's uh, vice president, which really dovetails so much with the Delaware way. Yeah. Obama's whole thing of like, yes, he was change, but he was really changed for about two years. And then everything after that was kind of just like, let's reach across the aisle. Let's reach across the aisle. And everyone forgets how much unity was a huge part of his campaign. And that is that is the Delaware way as well. But mm-hmm. in Washington, there is an adversarial zero-sum um, competition for power amongst competing sources, oppressed and oppressor. And there are 
it, it is it just doesn't work that way. And if it does, then you're being treated like a sucker. And that's ultimately the thing that's the problem with folksiness with a lot of leaders in Washington is because if you believe someone who's folksy, that means you're probably getting duped. You're getting fleeced. You're getting fleeced. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's one of those things where it's, it's like they can reach across the aisles and have their big swap because ultimately their politics can be swapped. They mean nothing. To be a Republican or to be a Democrat in Delaware, mean the only difference means like maybe you think gay people are icky still in 2020 or whatever. But ultimately, your financial... Uh, your fiscal takes are like probably near identical. Yep. You know your 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 take on corporations. I mean, they have to be. That's why you hold office there. You yeah. Know? Uh, it's so. Str- I think it's just so strange because also on like um, just on a like a, a philosophical level. I mean, you you raise the question, David, where it's just like, why does it? It would be like thinking about Mississippi right now, where it's like, like oh, I have a friend from West Virginia who was who would always say like, you know what, West Virginia, it's like almost the lowest in like, uh, like public schools, like mm-hmm. you know, utilities, all that stuff. And our number one model is just thank God for Mississippi because Mississippi is actually the actual lowest, the actual like, lowest, the lowest ranked. That's what Delaware is essentially. Like it wants you to think it's a little bit more than that, but it's like no, it was just a race to the bottom and it raced there first. Yeah, and that's and that's what it is now. No shade on Mississippi. I mean, your school's well. I mean, do like better, but. You're, when you're you're slightly conflating race to the bottom of like race to the bottom of like trying to lure corporations in. Yeah, versus this, race to the bottom kind of, of like, like depleting and destroying like people's communities. I mean, like yeah, Delaware, yeah. like the race to the bottom really benefit, like really ended up paying out for these people because now you know, like, like Delaware field to me, my in my head, Delaware is a is a big country club. Yeah, and. And everything on the country club feels nice because the grass is maintained and everyone there is polite because they're all affluent. Precisely. But the pesticides used on that grass then or the runoff goes into rivers and all of the area around that is miserable because it's it deals with the byproduct yeah. Yeah, it, of the affluence. Maybe it's like going to, going to Cancun and you go to a resort and you're like, this is beautiful. And then directly outside of that resort, are like you know slums or whatever slums or blight you know what have you um yeah it's a fucked up place yeah and and like it really is kind of like this it is like a domestic tax shelter of like this is the this is we were talking about like is delaware a state of mind and it really kind of is actually because the thing that it's making money off of is a complete artificial completely artificial concept it's a filing cabinet it is a filing cabinet and that's the only way that it makes money. And there, there's no actual productivity that allows it to be as make as much money as it does and to fleece everyone in return. Yeah. It is absolutely more important as a construct of capitalism than it is as a state. Everyone thinks of Delaware as the state itself. It is the concept of Delaware that makes it the most powerful, one of the most powerful states in the union. And it is the first state, I think, because it just kind of reveals that it 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 it, it is kind of a bit of a mirage. It it, it just shows that like yeah, I don't know. In, insert metaphor here. First state. It's you know it's sort of by chance that it happens. This happened in the first state, but I think it's a good metaphor for what's happening. I mean, 
It just, it's know. so inconsequential. It's so small. <laughs> it's, but it's it, so powerful. But it's, and so, it, yeah. And, and like the guiding beacon of it, yeah. of capitalism, is this invisible, empty logic. It's sneakily powerful, and it's, it's partially so powerful because it's so bland. Other states superficially annoy us more in yeah. the media yeah. because they might be seen as more uh, oil-hungry or uh, gun-friendly gun yeah. or uh, homophobic or backwards or institutionally racist. But when it comes down to it, Delaware is the state that actually materially uh, affects everyone. Hey, way more. You, if, way more. If Delaware, if I can extend my metaphor further, if Delaware is the only kid at the frat with who is actually 21 years old with a valid ID, <laughs> nobody else is drinking unless they wait for him to buy the fucking six to ten, you know, half gals of plastic, you know, liter vodkas. And, and you know, and Delaware and, is the Mordor of capitalism. If more, if if yeah, if if and, Mordor was just a a, a weird nondescript building, <laughs> and, and and like there are like benefits that the residents of Delaware gain from it. But what's crazy about the it orcs is we are were happy in Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> they all have decisions over corporate law. They could you could get one person, one like progressive governor to go and be like, enough with this shit. It's, it's, this yeah. is insane. This is like fucking over everybody these interest rates are horrible we need to like if if delaware capped its interest rates at five percent um i am not wholly convinced that all the banks would that all the credit card companies would move and everyone else would just all like all over the nation these nine hundred thousand people would cut interest rates for everyone yeah and amazing would, amount of power all it would take would be one politically elected official to sort of sacrifice themselves on the altar to do such a thing because worst case scenario they get elected out or worse but then the best case scenario is their thing actually happens and then a bunch of corporations up and move and then it's a huge news story where it's just sort of like wait a minute why are like a hundred of the top corporations moving from i thought they were I thought Airbnb was out of California. Yep, I thought yep, this was out yep, of this. Yep, I thought this yep. was, oh no, psych. And the, you know. They've been in Delaware hiding the whole time. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, right, right. It's one of those places that sort of like uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, you only know because you eat cereal. Delaware, you only know because that's where all of your credit card mail comes from. Yeah, <laughs> it's and it's only 26. Wilmington is only 26 miles away from Philadelphia. It's just so weird. I think it's also what we're talking about is just kind of like falls into the realm of like weird mid-Atlantic geography shit where like if you live in another place in the country, you're just like, where is it? What? But if you live in New York or D.C. or Maine or whatever around here, you're like, yeah, it's just this, it's this weird little strip of land. Like, you know, I, I think I like to contrast it with Vermont as well. And I think it's like, it, it, obviously I'm making the contrast because of Bernie versus Biden, but like similar size, size population as well. Um, but like, think about what quality of life is like in Vermont. You have like, from what I understand, there's like a pretty like eclectic little hippie economy. You have like Ben and Jerry's, you have like, like nature and ski slopes. And like, it you seems like, besides the fact wearing... that it's like, Besides the fact that it's like not that diverse and it gets cold, it seems like a pretty like quaint little state. Yeah. And Delaware like kind is like a weird like inverted bastardization of that. Of like it 
doesn't really have any local autonomy, but it gets enough money where everyone just is kind of just quiet and shakes hands and like lives in like a little bit of harmony. Yeah, it's a Pottersville, but you know. <laughs> well, this feels like a, a news of the weird episode. Yeah, you know, or we're a the- dark, we're dark tourists now. I I like it. <laughs> Quite frankly, I like it. Curacao, Turkmenistan. You know, Turkmenistan's not that small, is it? Oh, what's uh, maybe I'm talking Canary maybe I'm think, Islands? Maybe I'm thinking as Azerbaijan, Seychelles. Yeah, yeah. Seychelles is a uh, big one. Oh, 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 Monaco, Monaco, Monaco. Monaco's Ooh, a weird uh, one. Monaco's like actually got culture too. It's like that's like where all the tax havens go and store their tax haven money. Yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah. They go yeah. party in Monaco. Yeah, Monaco you know? is is smaller than Brooklyn. Like if you're from, if you're like actually family is from a tax haven, you go and party in Monaco. It's where F1 <laughs> drivers live. Yeah, <laughs> and not just not just because there's a race there every year, but yeah. Uh, all right, should, well, we, should we put the should we put the the, p- the, the child's p- arrest? Patash. Yeah, what's, what's the word? The p- the p- patash? kibosh. Kibosh. Should we put the kibosh? Is that racist? No, no. <laughs> it's Polish. You heard it here first. I, I'm glad. I'm going to say that way more now because it sounds great. We're going to. All, p- all right, boys. Good night, everyone. Uh, this has been Ponzi Scream. My name's David Bradley Eisenberg. Gabe Pacheco. DBF over here. Bye. Ciao.